Good morning, folks. It is Monday, June the 15th, and you're listening to another fine episode of Waking Up with Danny. How are you this morning? Well, that's good. Let's get into it. It's time for the weather. Well, the National Hurricane Center is giving the system in the Gulf an 80% chance of developing over the next couple of days. Every one of our tropical computer models is calling for a landfall somewhere near the middle or upper Texas coast. The models differ on the speed of the system, so landfall could be as early as late Monday evening or as late as Tuesday morning. If it does move slow, feeder bands could still be around on Wednesday, giving us more heavy flooding rains. Things really change Monday night and Tuesday. The National Hurricane Center is giving the disturbance near the Yucatan Peninsula an 80% chance of developing. We're at most concerned about heavy rain and flooding. Four to eight inches of rain will be common. Some places pick up to 10 to 15 inches. Damaging winds, isolated tornadoes, and minor coastal flooding are also threats. Well, turning our attention to the entire U.S., we got 63 and partly cloudy in Seattle, fog and 54 in San Francisco, California, 63 and partly cloudy in Los Angeles, Albuquerque is 69 degrees and sunshine, Denver, Colorado is getting some Monday rains and 53, Billing. It's cloudy and 54, Boise, sunny and 60, Omaha is 68, and thunderstorms. Minneapolis, Minnesota's is 70 degrees and partly cloudy in Chicago, Illinois, 72 and rain. St. Louis, thunderstorms, 75. Dallas, Texas, thunderstorms, 75. San Antonio, Texas, thunderstorms, and 77. New Orleans, 78 and thunderstorms. Atlanta, Georgia, 75 and sunshine. And Orlando, Florida, partly cloudy, 74. And Miami, Florida is 80 degrees, partly cloudy skies. Washington, D.C. is 78 with clouds. And New York, New York is 68 degrees with thunderstorms. News. Lines and things. It's time for the news. What does it all mean? News. Lines around the world. It's time for the news. A day after Hillary Clinton formally kicked off her 2016 presidential campaign with a speech at a rally on New York's Roosevelt Island, comma, current and would-be rivals on both sides of the political aisle took aim at the former Secretary of State on Sunday morning talk shows. So that political machine for the 2016 race is already spinning up. The leader of the NAACP in Spokane is facing calls to step aside after her parents said the 37-year-old activist falsely portrayed herself as black for years. Rachel Dolezal canceled a chapter meeting Monday where she was expected to speech about the furor sparked over her racial identity, but other members of the organization said they still plan to gather Monday evening. Dolezal sent out an email Sunday canceling the monthly membership meeting, quote, due to the need to continue the discussion with regional and national NAACP leaders, end quote. And the intense manhunt for two escaped murderers in far upstate New York has hit its 10th day as a woman charged with helping the killers flee from prison heads back to court. Prosecutors say Joyce Mitchell, a prison tailoring shop instructor who had befriended the inmates, had agreed to be the getaway driver, but backed out because she still loved her husband and felt guilty for participating. Mitchell was charged with helping Richard Matt and David Sweat escape from the Clinton Correctional Facility near the Canadian border on June 6th. 
She is due in court Monday morning in Plattsburgh. Wiley said there's no evidence that the men had a plan B once Mitchell backed out and no vehicles had been reported stolen in the area. It's fourth and goal on the one yard line. The quarterback takes a snap from the center. He hands the ball to the running back. He takes it to the outside to try to find the goal. Will he score? State Warriors simply did what they had to do. No panic, no playing around, just California cool. And now they're going home in the same shape as when they left, tied in the NBA Finals. Stephen Curry and Andre Aguadala scored 22 points apiece, and the Warriors, showing their depth and why they were the league's best team all season, squared the Finals at 2-2 on Tuesday night with a 103-82 victory over the Cleveland Cavaliers. Game 5 is Sunday night at Oakland's rambunctious Oracle Arena, where the team split two overtime games last week. The stock market, the Dow, the Remember the dark days of 2011 and 2012 when the bonds of Portugal, Italy, and Spain all danced to the tune of Greece's financial dramas? Of course you do. Well, listen to this. Thanks to an 11th hour collapse of talks between Athens and its creditors, some of those jitters are resurfacing. The Athens General Index and Greek Government bonds have been dropping all morning with the debt of Portugal, Italy, and Spain now following suit as contagion fears resurface. Portugal's 10-year bond yields, which move inversely to prices, have climbed 11 basis points, or 0.11 percentage points if you prefer, to 3.1%. Italian 10-year yields are up 6.4 basis points to 2.27%, and Spain's benchmark bond yields are 7.9 BPS higher at 2.31%. All the safety nets in place mean that this is more likely to be a case of euro-wide nervousness than real contagion, but still, this is a rare flash of something that at least looks a bit like that dreaded C word. Open left parentheses, contagion. 
Close right parentheses. There has been remarkably little talk of Greece's financial troubles knocking these other European markets over the last several months as negotiations between radical Greek Prime Ministers Alexis Tsipras and Athens creditors have trundled on without any conclusion. And you know you gotta learn something today Make your life better The more you know, the more you know You'll make your life better And you know you gotta learn something today You make your life better C273. Seen through a decent backyard telescope, 3C273 is a puny sight. Looks like a faint star in the constellation Virgo. Yet that insignificant point of light is the most distant object visible through most amateur telescopes. About 2.5 billion light years. The fact that it's visible at all tells us that 37273 is far from puny. Instead, it is one of the most powerful objects in the universe, a quasar. 3C273 was catalogued in the 1950s as a strong source of radio waves, hence its name, Object 273, in the third Cambridge Catalog of Radio Sources. Later, astronomers also discovered a star-like point of light at the same position in the sky. It and several similar objects were described as quasi-stellar objects, which was later shortened to a quasar. When they analyzed the light of 3C273, though, it looked like no other star astronomers had ever seen. The fingerprints, various chemical elements found in ordinary stars, were nowhere to be found. Instead, patterns of bright and dark lines in spectrum appeared to be random and indecipherable. In February of 1963, though, astronomer Martin Schmidt had a flash of insight. He recognized the patterns of certain elements, but they were drastically offset from their usual position in the spectrum. The patterns were shifted to longer wavelengths known as a red shift. A red shift is pronounced... A red shift is produced by an object's motion away from the Earth. The faster the object is moving, the greater the red shift. Redshift in the spectrum of 3C273 was so severe that it indicated the object was moving away from us at 16% of the speed of light, about 30,000 miles per second. Such high-speed motion means that the object is far away and is moving because of the expansion of the universe itself. A redshift of 16% of the speed of light tells us that the object is about 2.5 billion light-years away, for it to be visible from that distance, 
It must be trillions of times brighter than the sun, and in fact it is. Four trillion times brighter than the sun and 100 times brighter than the output of all the stars in the Milky Way. It's so bright that if it were 33 light years away it would shine just as bright in the sky as the sun, which is only 8 light minutes away. In fact, if it were just 10 parsecs from Earth, 33 light years, 3C273 would shine as brightly as the Earth's sky as the sun does. Fifteenth, two 2015. Today is Fly a Kite Day. It is also Global Wind Day, Magna Carta Day, the National Day of Prayer for Law Enforcement Officers Day, National Lobster Day, National Smile Power Day. Today is also National Native American Citizenship Day, Nature Photography Day, Ride Motorcycles to Work Day. Today is also the World Elder Abuse Awareness Day and Worldwide Day of Giving. I can get behind that one. I'm a giver, folks. Well, today in history, in 1994, Ruth Bader Ginsburg was sworn in as a Supreme Court Justice. In 1924, Native Americans are proclaimed U.S. citizens. In 1916, the Boy Scouts of America receives a congressional charter. In 1887, Carlisle D. Graham survives second ride in Niagara Waterfall in a barrel. And in 1836, Arkansas becomes the 25th state. Talking about life and death. Well, in 1963, Helen Hunt was born. In 1949, Dusty Baker also was born. In 1941, Harry Nilsson also was born. In 1937, Waylon Jennings said hello. And in 1943, Yuri Andropov was also born. But people also died in 2003. Hume Cronin, an actor in Cocoon, dies at 91. 1994, Nadia Gray, an actress from La Dolce Vita, Naked Summer, dies at 70. 1993, John Connolly, governor from Texas, dies at 76 years old. In 1992, Leo Halle, a soccer goalie, Go Ahead Orange, dies. 
1987, Walter W. Heller, a U.S. economist, old myths and new realities, dies at 71. 1984, Meredith Wilson, a composer from The Meredith Wilson Show, dies at 82. Ned Glass, 1984. Ernest Munster, 1979. Samuel Earl Wahoo Sam Crawford, the baseball pitcher, dies at 88 years old. And in 1958, Francois de Vires, an economist, died at 74. And in 923, Robert I, a king of France from 1922 to 1923, dies in battle. 1948, Romanus I. Lecapanius, Armenian emperor of Byzantium, from 919 to 944, also dies. And 1246, Frederick II, the Bar, Duke of Austria, dies in battle at 25 years old. My dear, find what you love and let it kill you. Let it drain you of your all. Let it cling onto your back and weigh you down into eventual nothingness. Let it kill you. Let it devour your remains. For all things will kill you, both slowly and fastly. But it's much better to be killed by a lover. Falsely yours. Charles Bukowski said this. And the word of the day is tenebrous. It's an adjective which means dark, gloomy, or obscure. Some etymology from the old French tenebrus, from Latin tenebrosus, dark, from tenebrae of darkness. The earliest documented use was 1420. Usage. By its very nature, rather tenebrous, undercover intelligence gathering blurs the lines between procedure and actual process, making it a difficult area to monitor and regulate. Sarah Vines said this of Radio Choice The Times, London, UK, September 29th, 2012. And a bonus thought for the day. To a father growing old, nothing is dearer than a daughter. Euripides said this. He was a playwright. He lived from 480 to 406 BCE. Every day is born a new hero. He faces adversary with a mighty sword. was the last night of the world what would I do you mean seriously yes seriously I don't know I hadn't thought she turned the handle of the silver coffee pot toward him and placed two cups in their saucers 
He poured some coffee. In the background, the two small girls were playing with blocks on the parlor rug in the light of the green hurricane lamps. There was an easy, clean aroma of brewed coffee in the evening air. Well, better start thinking about it, he said. You don't mean, said his wife. He nodded. A war? He shook his head. Not the hydrogen or atom bomb. No. Or germ warfare? None of those at all, he said, stirring his coffee slowly and staring into its black depths. But just the closing of a book, let's say. I don't think I understand. No, nor do I, really. It's just a feeling. Sometimes it frightens me. Sometimes I'm not frightened at all, but peaceful. He glanced in at the girls in their yellow hair shining in the bright lamplight and lowered his voice. I didn't say anything to you. It first happened about four nights ago. What? A dream I had. I dreamt that it was all going to be over and a voice said it was. Not any kind of voice, I can't remember. But a voice anyway. And it said things that would stop here on Earth. I didn't think too much about it when I woke up the next morning, but then I went to work and the feeling was with me all day. Caught Stan Willis looking out the window in the middle of the afternoon and I said, Penny for your thoughts, Stan. And he said, I had a dream last night, and before he even told me the dream, I knew what it was. I could have told him, but he told me and I listened to him. It was the same dream? Yes. I told Stan I had dreamt it too. He didn't seem surprised. He relaxed, in fact. We started walking through offices for the hell of it. It wasn't planned. We didn't say, let's walk around. We just... We just walked on our own. Everywhere we saw people looking at their desks or their hands or out the windows and not seeing what was in front of their eyes. I talked to a few of them. So did Stan. All of them had dreamed, all of them, the same dream with no difference. Do you believe the dream? Yes. I've never been more certain. And when will it stop? The world, I mean. Sometime during the night for us, and then as the light goes on around the world, those advancing portions will go too. It'll take 24 hours for it all to go. They sat a while not touching their coffee, then they lifted it slowly and drank, looking at each other. Do we deserve this? She said. It's not a matter of deserving, it's just that things didn't work out. I noticed you didn't even argue about this, why not? I guess I have a reason, she said. The same reason everyone at the office had? She nodded. I didn't want to say anything. It happened last night. And the women on our block are talking about it just amongst themselves. She picked up the evening paper and held it towards him. There's nothing in the news about it. No, everyone knows. So what's the need? He took the paper and sat back in his chair, looking at the girls and then at her. Are you afraid? No. Not even for the children. I always thought I would be frightened to death, but I'm not. Where's that spirit of self-preservation the scientists talk so much about? I don't know. Don't get too excited when you feel things are logical. This is logical. Nothing else but this could have happened from the way we've lived. We haven't been too bad, have we? No, nor enormously good. I suppose that's the trouble. We haven't been very much of anything except us. Well, a big part of the world was busy being lots of quite awful things. The girls were laughing in the parlor as they waved their hands and tumbled down their house of blocks. 
I always imagined people would be screaming in the streets at a time like this. I guess not. You don't scream about the real thing. Do you know, I won't miss anything but you and the girls. I never liked cities or autos or factories or my work or anything except you three. I won't miss a thing except my family and perhaps the change in the weather and a glass of cool water when it's when the weather's hot or the luxury of sleeping. Just little things, really. How can we sit here and talk this way? Because there's nothing else to do. That's it, of course. For if there were, we'd be doing it. I suppose it's the first time in the history of the world that everyone has really known just what they were going to be doing during that last night. I wonder what everyone else will do now, this evening, for the next few hours. Go to a show, listen to the radio, watch the TV, play cards, put the children to bed, get to bed themselves like always. In a way, that's something to be proud of, like always. We're not all bad. They sat a moment and then he poured more coffee. Why do you suppose it's tonight? Because. Why not some night in the past ten years of in the last century or five centuries ago or ten? Maybe it's because it was never February 30th, 1951, ever before in history. And now it is and that's it. Because this date means more than any other day ever meant, and because it's the year when things are as they are all over the world, and that's why it's the end. There are bombers on their course both ways across the ocean tonight that'll never see land again. That's part of the reason why. Well, he said, what shall it be? Wash the dishes? They washed the dishes carefully and stacked them away with special neatness. At 8.30, the girls were put to bed and kissed goodnight, and the little lights by their beds turned on and the door left a trifle open. I wonder, said the husband, coming out and looking back, standing there with his pipe for a moment, what? If the door should be shut all the way, or if it shouldn't just be left a little ajar so we can hear them if they call. I wonder if the children know, if anyone mentioned anything to them? No, of course not. They'd have asked us about it. They sat and read the papers and talked and listened to some radio music, and then they sat together by the fireplace, looking at the charcoal embers. As the clock struck 10.30 and 11 and 11.30, they thought of all the people in the world who had spent their evening, each in their own special way. Well, he said at last, he kissed his wife for a long time. We've been good for each other anyway. Do you want to cry, he asked. I don't think so. They went through the house and turned out the lights and locked the doors and went into the bathroom and stood in the night cool darkness undressing. She took the spread from the bed and folded it carefully over a chair as always and pushed back the covers. Sheets are so cool and clean and nice, she said. I'm tired. We're both tired. They got into bed and lay back. Wait a moment, she said. He heard her get up and go out into the back of the house, and then he heard the soft shuffling of a swinging door. A moment later, she was back. I left the water running in the kitchen, she said. I turned the faucet off. Something about this was so funny that he had to laugh. She laughed with him, knowing what it was that she had done that was so funny. They stopped laughing at last and lay in their cool night bed, their hands clasped, their heads together. Good night, he said after a moment. Good night, she said, adding softly. 
dear. That was The Last Night of the World by Ray Bradbury. And that's going to do it for this episode of Waking Up with Danny. I hope you'll join me next week, June the 22nd. We'll do it all over again. Thanks for listening. Wicked.